Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. I believe in this season that God is dealing with um, insecurities, you know, because um, whatever we don't allow God to deal with in this season, I believe that the enemy will try to use it in the next season, right? So we have to walk in this place of total, total surrender, um, really allowing him, even in those uncomfortable places, because if we don't, there's a devil that is really out there who does not like us at all. Um, and he will make an open show of us in these places that we won't surrender. Um, there's a couple of scriptures that always comes to heart, you know, how, again, Jesus, he just wants to present us to the father. And in order to present us to the father, it says without blemish, right? That means all the junk, all the stain, all the stuff that we carry in our minds, all that stuff. He wants to cleanse us from all of that. And our part is just to agree and surrender to what he's doing. And in the agreement and in the surrendering, I believe that we will find intimacy, we have find that our spiritual gifts are even sharpened because I believe because of those things that um, those unresolved things in us that we haven't allowed God to do away with. Those are the interrupters when we know we hear a word from Holy Spirit, but it comes to challenge what we believe that we've heard. And then also saying you're not, you know, scripturally correct or doctrinally sound, you know, is that right theology? You know what I'm saying? It comes to cast doubt, but it's only casting doubt with the thing that we have not surrendered yet unto God. And he's showing us in this season, these things that he wants to deal with, but we have to allow him to, we have to, we have to co-labor with him in doing so. Because again, if not, I do believe that the enemy would just want to use it for his advantage in another season, because he says that he will come back at a more opportune time, right? Right now, while we're diving in and we're doing all this stuff, we're not given much place. We feel the aches and the pains. I, I call them growing pains. He's stretching us. He is like breaking us, you know, and making us super, super uncomfortable because now we got to face ourselves without the junk that has carried us through season to season. You know, we fake the funk. We've pretended in areas that we have it all together. But when we're in our private time and when we're really on our face or we're out in the world or market street places where we have to come up against people, those things, those, those insecurities and all that stuff, they show up, they show themselves up and God wants to deal with those things. So they don't have place to show up. So it's fully Christ. Fully that, that scripture that talks about um, a true disciple of Christ um, what does that look like? He has um, denied himself, picked up his cross, and he's following Christ. And that's what God wants us to look like. That's what God wants us to do. Um, if we can turn to um, 2 Corinthians 7. And I just really want to encourage us. And we're just having this open fireside chat, right? And um, 
we are going to pray for some stuff so we can have that fortitude of the body, that agreement of the body, praying for one another. We have to do more of that. We have to pray one for another. Um, I believe in this particular passage, I believe in the whole uh, 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 Corinthians, um, Paul is talking to believers, right? He's addressing, because you hear him say like friends and he used terms like that. So I do believe he's he's talking to believers, but um, I want to uh, read this one passage and then we can kind of just discuss it if anybody has a question about it. Um, it says, um, this is the NIV version. It says, Second uh, Corinthians verse seven, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything, everything that contaminates body and spirit. I believe that's where we are. God is dealing with the things that contaminate body and spirit. Um, perfecting holiness out of reverence to God. Um, I want to go back up to chapter six, just so we can know what those promises were. Chapter six, um, the latter part of verse 16, it says, and what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are um, the temples of the living God. And God said, one, I will dwell and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from amongst them and be ye separate says the Lord, do not touch anything that's unclean. Um, oh, wait a minute. Do not touch any unclean thing and I will welcome you and I will be your father and I will be your father. Sorry, you guys. I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the almighty. So back in verse seven, when he says, um, Therefore, since we have these promises, that's the promise. If we allow him to do what he wants to wants to do in us, meaning allow him to deal with all the um, things that contaminate our body and our soul or our spirit, man. Right. Because, um, again, in order for him to present us to the father, it, it won't be said that he did not do his part. Let's just say that. He being God, it won't be that he didn't do his God, his part. It'd be that we didn't allow him to like co-labor and get that stuff out of us. So last week I um cut out coffee, right? I had the worst headache ever. Um, so I knew my body was going through that addiction process, right? So I could feel the pain of the what my body was screaming for. It wanted what I had been giving it for so long. And I think that that's the same way with some of the things that we have. And I'm not saying coffee is bad. I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of using that as an example. But some of the things that have been a part of us so long, we have made provision and given excuses for it to where we say, it's not that bad. He doesn't require that of me. Oh, he's not really asking of that. But he said, um, in verse seven, he said, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves. So let us purify ourselves, saying that we have a work to do, that it's us doing it. It's not just he's going to do it, but we have a work too. He said, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. 
so we could be perfecting holiness out of reverence to God. That means out of that fear that we say, God, you're God. And if you're asking for these things, whatever they may be, I need to uh, co-labor with you. I need to allow you to do this thing because you know what's going to confront me in my tomorrows, whether that's uh, next week or a month from now. We want to be the people who surrender it all to God so he can do what he wants to do. Because, um, you know, intimacy is 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 that reverence fear, you know, in that place. Um, I can't see myself being in a relationship with my husband and not wanting to surrender to the things that please him. You know, I can't see myself not. um at least sitting and having the conversation about some stuff. I can't see myself not wanting to because I love him that much that I respect. I want to hear what he has to say on a given thing, even if I don't agree. And I do believe that in the conversation, that's when God will expose what's really going on in us. And um, that's why, you know, I wasn't, um, hopefully it didn't sound like I was attacking Malcolm, but I wanted to see what was the lesson that was learned in the engagement. Like what was, like, um, <laughs> I had this issue at work. Y'all know I call her my sister girl. Um, and she be ready. She be ready all the time. She she don't she don't need to like um go through 10 steps of how my sister girl could take the ascendancy. She 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 there ready. Whenever it seems like an injustice or something, it seems like she's always ready to open, you know, to say a thing. And I had to train myself not to allow her to speak. And I had to discern when she is trying to speak, you know, even if somebody is quote unquote, coming after my character. Um, a while back when I was working at, at the, um, the the Ram Stadium, when they were doing the building of the Ram Stadium, I felt like the people there had treated me so badly. They never showed me um, how to work because, uh, you know, I'm a hairstylist. So I, did, I didn't know how to do um anything on the computer, not to shoot anything, anything at all, you know, and they were supposed to train me and do all this stuff, but they did not. They actually, out of their own mouths, said that they wasn't going to show me because I was their competition. So I really went to work every day, literally going to work, praying in the spirit, crying and all that. So one day I decided that I'm about to give them a piece of my mind. And um, I remember I used to say that I had guns loaded, like I was ready. I had ammunition. I was about to boo, 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 just tell them off, tell them all off. And I was going to turn in my badge at the same time. And it seemed like as soon as I pulled into the parking lot, I could hear the Lord says, what reputation do you have? And I said, huh? He said, are you mad? Because back in the day, they called me Bay. He said, what? You you want them to know that you used to gang? Like you, Bay? What, what, you, what, what reputation? He said, if you go in there and do that, then you have defended yourself. He said, but your reputation is hid in me. You represent me. So I could not go in and do what I thought I was going to do. He, as a matter of fact, he told me to go in there and be quiet. That was the most uncomfortable feeling ever. Cause I felt like, honestly, I felt like a punk. I felt, and I caught the meeting. Like I caught the boss. I was like, I'm about to tell everybody. And like I said, I was going to turn in my badge, but, um, 
the Lord wanted me to see that I was still operating in old and who I used to be. And I wanted to go in because there was one other girl in the office that I was also witnessing to. Had I went near guns blazing, ready to, you know, say whatever I wanted to say, it would have messed up the testimony, you know? And that's the thing that we have to remember at all times that we don't belong to ourselves. So just as everybody is in this process of intimacy, I believe that there is this beautiful whitewashing, this power washer Holy Spirit is doing. And the reason I keep doing this because I could see him really clean. You know that thing that they use on the sidewalk to clean up the, the gook and stuff and it will come up white? I could see Holy Spirit wanting to do that, get rid of everything, every spot and blemish. So when it's time to present us before the Father, we are and we have we have not only we're not only presented, but we also co-labor. It wasn't like he had to pull us like like a mule with, you know, with a bit in our mouths. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to do that. It wasn't forcible, but that we were in agreement. Whatever you see in me, whatever is displeasing to you, any fleshly, anything that is still in me, whether it be, you know, um, masturbation, whether it be pornography of any kind, anything that is unclean, anything that I have made an excuse for and deemed that it's okay because I do it in my private time and don't nobody see me. Oh God, but you see all of it and you are saying, you're, you are saying that it's bringing a stench up to your nostril and it's displeasing to you. And if I don't surrender in this hour and allow you to do it, it would be more detrimental in the following season. So I'll say to all of us, like, let's cooperate with Holy Spirit and let him have his way, whatever it is. Uh, if I got an attitude problem, if I if I have a, a, a problem with authority, let me surrender because you cannot become a ruler if you are still having problems with authority. God wants to teach us to do things the kingdom way, and he needs to show us those things that we learned in the world and now we have, we we call it okay because now we've been in Christ two years, five years, 10 years, but we still allow that version of us to rule and reign in this version of us as being believers. But God says, I want to do away with all of it because all the enemy is going to do is come and use it at the most inopportune time and make you an open show before the enemy and embarrass you really, really badly and make you feel like I don't even want to be in the kingdom of God because you will feel the shame, the shame. It wouldn't be God that says, I don't want you. It'd be the, the shame and the pressure of of what the enemy has done that makes you feel like I can't even go around my people anymore. So I, I'll say in this season, I'm there, I'm there with everybody kind of to what um, Ty said, you know, any and everything that God says, this stuff does not make me exempt. It doesn't make anybody exempt. Cause <laughs> one thing I do know about our father, he loves us so, so much that he don't want is that one scripture when it talks about, um, um, he says, um, in the last days, many will say, Lord, Lord, you know, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do that? And he'd be like, I used you. I used you to pray. Yes. And you did pray in Jesus name. I used you to witness. Yes, you did do that in Jesus name. I used you to give a word. Yes, you did. But you work of iniquity, meaning you had those secret sins that you just wouldn't allow me to deal with. You served really your father, you know, and he's going to be like, get away from me. 
right? And none of us want that. All of us want to hear the well done. And I, 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 my desire is that we don't have this casual relationship where we think that we can do anything that we want to do under the sun and God doesn't see it because he's judging it all. And he does see it. There is a grace, there is a mercy that is available for us. But as we come into this place of maturity, for real, do we still just, you know what I'm saying? Because if my 30... Six, I think he 36, my 36-year-old, if he still, if he was acting like my my two-year-old grandson, right, at 36, I'll be like, that's a problem. There's there's some type of, um, you know, retardation or some type of mental issue there. You know what I'm saying? But God requires us to be fully mature in every single area. And we cannot have these flesh outbreaks. We cannot, you know, one foot in and the next foot out when it when it's convenient for us that then we put on this air of maturity or we put on this air of intimacy. We put on this air of, but we have not allowed him to really be intimate with us and, and also deal with the things that are causing immaturity in us um but he's offering it to all of us um it's such a beautiful gift you know I always say that it's like a um an invitation right and the truth is you can receive the invitation you could deny the invitation it's up to you but I would say because I believe that we all want to be the better versions of Christ in us not not us in us, but Christ in us, that we need to go ahead and surrender to what it is that he is saying. And if we don't know, there is a lot of beautiful people. We have so many people that are so full of the word that we can go to and, and ask those questions again, or be butt naked in front of you be like, you know what? Um, I know we did that evaluation about maturity. I know we did that, but I am struggling over here. You know, I'm struggling because I don't like when people come in and try to tell me what to do. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? But again, in order to be an effective leader and really live in that space and place of maturity, he, we, we know how to walk humbly, you know, and God will do the correction. God will do everything that we need him to do if we just learn to surrender. And one of the things that I've learned, too, in those spaces, um, I shared this um, probably last week. Um, I had a, you know, me and my husband, we were out and he was asking me um, a biblical question. But I discerned in that moment, he wasn't asking me that question for um, edification, right? For spiritual edification. It was almost like picking, poking at the bear, right? And in those moments, God will give us the discernment to know what spirit are they operating from, even if they are believers, you know what I'm saying? Because remember, Jesus had to rebuke Peter, you know? So at any time, at any time, those that are close to us can be rebuked, right? So um, um, I do have a couple of more scriptures. Um, I, I do want to, you know, offer at this moment, anybody has anything to say from what they've heard thus far? Um, I'm going to read this scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians uh, five. Um, I thought this was good. Um, I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to read the scripture and then, uh, I, I, th I just thought it was really good. Um, verse nine. And then I think this kind of, I'm using this for when we are at home, like this is home church, right? When we are fellowshipping and then when we out, right? So that's how I was, I was taking it as I was reading it. But I do believe if I dig a little deeper, it wasn't really talking about that one. It is um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9. It says, therefore, whether we are at home or away, 
we make sure that our aim is to be pleasing to him. Pleasing to who? Pleasing to God. For we must appear, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So that means whether I'm here putting on a pretense, right? <laughs> or if I'm out, right? I want to make sure that I'm pleasing to God. You know, I don't ever want to put on a pretense. I want it all to always be God because no matter what he sees and he's going to judge whether it be good or evil. So nothing gets past God. Um, and we, we, his goodness and his mercy, he, he puts these uncomfortable scriptures in places, I believe, to do a spiritual check for all of us. Because I know me, I can get super, super comfortable and feeling like I'm okay. When um, uh, we did a um, we did a Bible study uh, on the book of Jude with one of the sisters. Um, she's not on here right now, but we did a Bible study with her and um, it was every week. So we had to read a few chapters every week just out of the book of Jude. You know, it's only one chapter, um, but we did scripture by scripture. And um, one of the things that I learned that as we had to unpack those scriptures, so every day there was an assignment. One of the things that I learned that I absolutely do have time to give more to God as far as studying the word, you know, um, and it and it, it'll tell you, like, am I doing it because I want to show up at this Bible study as one who has studied? Or am I really doing this because I have this love relationship with God and I love his word? So I was challenged. I was definitely challenged that, you know, how we say, oh, I don't have enough time, but I know I'll sit back and I'll watch a two hour movie. You know what I'm saying? So that two hour movie that could have been dedicated, you know, to reading you know so I'm just I'm being open <laughs> I'm being transparent because I too again I'm being challenged in these very hard and difficult places as well um and my favorite scripture is Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 right and I believe that that's a scripture of maturity as well because it talks about trusting in Lord with all my heart and leaning that to my own understanding my own understanding and anything that he may direct my path right and I believe in that space if I don't lean to my own understanding I will find intimacy even in that because I'm trusting him I'm I'm leaning and I'm I'm wanting what he has for me right and, and I'm trusting that he will direct me it might not be the path that I want or the path that I would even have taken cuz humility back when I was in the world wasn't one of my strong suits um I had a smart mouth and I would pop off all the time but learning how to be quiet learning how to surrender to the spirit of God learning not to be so confrontational that I don't have a reputation my reputation is hidden him that right there was a breaking moment you know and also a building moment because now I'm I I, I can tell everybody we're not puppets right no one should have the power to pull me or make me go off or pop off. I'm not a puppet and they're not my puppet master. I serve only one God. I bow my knee to only one Lord. However, if again, those unresolved things that's on the inside of me, if I don't allow him to deal with it and take care of it, then I will find myself being a puppet to a whole lot of stuff, you know, still surrendering to these things that have been with me from decades. I believe um, it was a couple of weeks back 
if not longer, when Evie Tai did that um, study. She did a couple of them, but one was um, also putting away childish things and recognizing um, the, the triggers, childhood conditionings, the things that we gave ourselves to even when we, we were children. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I could talk about um, selling drugs, right? So the things that I gave myself to willingly, the lifestyle that I led, you know, the deceiver, the liar, the cheater, um, I pray to God, um, you know, no one died off any of the drugs, you know, um, but if I don't, if I had not separated myself from those things and renounced and denounced my agreement with those things, those things would still be living secretly somewhere in me, but you know, again, those are a lot of the areas that just surrender into God and say, I don't want any part of, of who I was in the world to have any place of who I am and becoming in the kingdom of God, because I do see that there's a work that you want to do. And I do see um, the spiritual forecast of what the world is, what's going on, you know, in the schools and our nations, what they're doing. And I don't want to be, a, uh, I don't want just to be a sideliner. I want to contribute to the move of God so he can use me in the capacity in which he wants to use me fully. I don't want to have these reservations on the inside of me that will prevent me from moving forward because I had not surrendered them to him in this season where he is saying, I will help you. He says, not by power nor by might, but it's by my spirit. This is where we're having the help, where he is doing the work with us. We don't have to do this by ourselves. So, um, yeah. So I, I think um, that that's pretty much it. Like I said, um, I've had been charged with two things, which was um, to flow with the Holy Spirit. And also, um, if there was a need of prayer, I was sensing, you know, just the heaviness of what we have been going through, dealing with, with this season, with what God is asking of us. Um, and I do want to surrender prayer for all of it. Um, and then also, you know, solicit others to pray um, for the body. You know, I know that we have some more losses. I know, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and I, I don't ever um, want to not make mention of those because those things make these seasons even that much more harder when um, it makes these seasons much harder when we're trying to focus on, you know, having this intimacy. It also just makes, you know, it's, it's a pull. Like, where do I give my attention to? What do I do? But um, kind of like um, one of the things that the another one of the, the great, great lessons that the Lord gave me was, um, you know, we always prepare our hearts always have our hearts prepared so that God, so God could use it however he wants to. Um, even, you know, trying to prepare a message, right? I actually woke up with this scripture and I thought, let me just share this because it was very fitting, you know, for where we all are. Um, at least I, that's how I felt that it was very fitting for um, where we all are at the, in this season. Um, so it's like just preparing our hearts, making sure that we hear what thus says the Lord and we surrender that, um, and again, using one another in the sense that, you know, calling one another, checking in on one another. Sometimes I just send out a, hey, hi, I love you, something like that. You know, I don't put a whole lot of words, but I'm letting, you know, those who I do that to know that I'm I'm here and I'm available because um, sometimes I don't have the words to uh, to say a thing like, you know, my condolences or I'm sorry for your loss, but it's just saying, hey, I'm here and I'm for you and I'm with you. 
Um, so does anybody have anything to say um, or do we do the question, comments, concerns, and then we can go into prayer? Ty, do you, because um, I know you have an early night, you want to open up in prayer first and then um, Malcolm and I guess them, if anybody else want, does anybody feel led to pray? Let me, let me say that. Does anybody feel led to pray based on what's going on in their own life, anything that they heard? Does anybody feel led to pray? All right. So, um. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, if you don't mind, just open us up in prayer and then I'll go last. Um, and Malcolm, if you um, are still available to pray as well for your coworker. Heavenly Father, God, I just want to say thank you, God. God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege it is to come into your presence. God, I thank you that you're using everything father god that you are exposing god to to really draw us closer father god it does still feel like we're on those operating tables god but i thank you lord i thank you lord that in your presence god you're the surgeon and even in the midst of all the things that you are still purging and pruning god i thank you that your love is ever felt i thank you father that you are with us and you are for us god it is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom, God. You are so faithful to us, Father God. I thank you for being with us on this journey, God. And Father, we just continue to say yes to all and everything, the more work that is to be done. I know that we are not finished. I know I am not finished. But I pray that the, the light of Jesus would just continue to um expose would even burn that your all-consuming fire oh god would burn father god remnants oh god of anything lingering anything that's attached itself oh god just say have your way father may we continue to fight the good fight father god continue to put on the full armor of god the full armor oh god every day father god if this I just, I want to repent, Father God. Jesus. I ask for forgiveness, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that you have open arms, Lord, to all of us, God. And again, you're not mad at any of us. You so love us. And I believe you're proud of us, God, because we're, mm -hmm. we're, you're, we're being obedient, God, to let you have your way. Thank you for being patient with us, God. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, Father. Thank you. I thank you that your forgiveness and your mercies are new every morning, Father. Yes, God. I thank you for breakthrough, God. I thank you for redemption by the blood of Jesus. Yes, thank I you. thank you that you are redeeming us, God. You're redeeming the time. You're redeeming years, God. You're giving back things the enemy has stolen, Father God. There's restoration in this season. There's restoration in your intimacy, Father God. There's healing. There's wholeness, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for your light, for your peace, for your love, Father God, for your will being done, Father God, and that we are the generation, Father God, that is, that is doing the work, Father. We have refused to die in the wilderness, God. We have refused, oh God, so that, that that circumcision of the heart that you're doing, Father God, 
I pray that we just continue to come deeper into your presence, oh God. Heal, Father, whatever needs healing. Whatever needs cleansing, purify, oh God, sanctify, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But this has been a season of sanctification and consecration and purification, oh God. As you've continued to bring revelation, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank, thank you that you are with us. Glory to your name. It's all for your glory. It's all for your glory, God. Not for ours, for yours, oh God. We want to be the people that you need us to be, God. Because there are so many that are dying. And if we're hopeless, no, our faithless, God, and don't even know if you're real. And so I thank you that you've chosen us to go through the fire, God, which means we're coming out purified, oh God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. I give you glory. I give you glory every waking minute of my life. I give you glory that I get a new day, Father God. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your ministering angels. Oh, glory to your name. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Making new. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, Malcolm, before you pray, I want to um, read this scripture. Um, it's in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, um, and it's verse 3, and it talks about the character of Paul's ministry. That's the um, subtitle of it. It says, we are not giving anyone any occasion for offense so that the ministry will not be blamed. Instead, it as God's ministers, we commend ourselves in every, in everything by great endurance, by affliction, by hardship, by difficulties, by beatings, by imprisonments, by riots, by labors, by sleepless nights, by times of hunger, by purity, by knowledge, by patience, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, through weapons of righteousness, for that the right hand and the left hand, um, the right hand and left hand, uh, through glory and dishonor, through slander and good report, regards to deceivers yet true, as unknown yet recognized, as dying yet seeing we live, as being discipled, yet not being disciplined, sorry, but being disciplined, yet not killed, as grieving, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet enriched in many ways, and having nothing yet processing everything. We have spoken openly to you, 
and it says Corinthians, but we're going to see, um, we're going to say Kahousians, our heart has been opened wide. We are not withholding our affections from you. Um, and then it goes on to say, but you are withholding your affections from me, but that part is not needed. But yeah, I, I just see that, you know, Paul went through so much, but he still counted it all joy. And he did his part because he knew he was carrying the name of God. And I believe that's what God wants us to see. Um, so uh, you go ahead and pray, um, Minister Malcolm. And thank you, um, sis, for your prayer. Amen. Um well, first, I just want to first say it is so an amen to our sister Ty's prayer. Um, I'm actually convicted not to really say much more. I I feel the Holy Spirit moved in a way um, that really deserves uh, it is so. So I will just say we thank you, Father. We bless your name. We glorify you. Thank you, Father, for this evening. Thank you for my sisters and their um, time with you. We ask God that you will cover us, every need, every desire, every prayer, every unspoken word, God. We know that you um, are the author and finisher of our faith. And so because of that, Lord, we can remain um, confident that he who has begun a great work in us will continue it until the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We love you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I have another scripture. It's in um, Corinthians 4 verse 16. It says, therefore, we do not give up, even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolute, incomparable, eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So, Father God, we just thank you right now. Um, is there anybody that feel led to pray before I actually close this out in prayer? I don't want to miss anybody or anybody have a comment of any kind. Amen. Amen. Father God, again, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for your word. Most of all, Father God, I thank you for the, the word that absolutely becomes life to us. Father God, I thank you for how you um, are developing us, how you are mentoring us by your spirit, oh God. I thank you that there's nothing that um, is in us that you're not dealing with, Father God. I pray even now in the name of Jesus, not just for the, the attendees here, but the entire body, Father God, that we surrender in such a way, Father God, that your will will absolutely be done in us, Father God, that we will be evident of the work that Christ has done, Father God, that we will come alive, Father God, God, in a whole nother way, even as we fall deeper into intimacy with you, Father God. I thank you that we were able to grow up in maturity, but we grow deeper into intimacy with you, Father God, and we want what you want from us. I pray even now in the name of Jesus, Father God, that we don't meant to ascend to it, Father God, but that each and every one of us will surrender ourselves to you and ask you, what does it look like to you and how are we to apply it in our lives so we can gain everything that you want us to gain, Father God, out of this intimate relationship with you. We want to co-labor with you. We want you to do 
accomplish what you want to do in and through us, O oh God, for your glory, not of our own, because as you have said, we have no reputation in and of ourselves, that we belong to you. We have one Lord, one God, and one Savior, and we're surrendered to all of that, Father God. We bow our knee, and then we do give a heart, uh, give up our repentance to you, Father God, from any place that we fall short, Father God. But from this moment on, Father God, we are accountable, Father God, for what we have heard, Father God. And we do surrender it all to you, Father God. We surrender it even now, Father God, that you may check us, oh God, that you may check us. And then that you continue this washing us, Father God, with the watering of your word, Father God, that you cleanse us, that you may present us, Father God, to yourself, Father God unstained and unblemished father god that we put aside everything that we was, was attached to us in the world father god any of the ways that brings a stench to your nostrils father god anything that's displeasing to you god we surrender it all to you because we are vessels father god we are um in the potter's hand break us and mold us again break us and mold us again father god have your absolute way with us father god until we are everything that you have predestined us to be father god in your sight father God, as we go out to be witnesses of Christ Jesus. I thank you even now um, for all those that gathered here tonight, Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus that wherever we find ourselves, even as we leave this here gathering, Father God, that we are leaving this gathering, but we will never depart from your presence, Father God. We need your presence all the time, oh God. So we surrender to that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.